Welcome to the Body Electric Podcast, Episode 5 for July 16th, 2015. My name is Nathan Hiltz, and today my guest is a very gifted young guitarist named Sam Dickinson. Uh, Sam is at the forefront of the new generation of jazz guitarists, and the best way to describe what he plays would be fresh, articulate, and full of the unexpected. Uh, along with players like Lucian Gray and Young Na, he's on the cutting edge of jazz guitar and uh, exemplifies the spirit of study and experimentation. Um, if you're interested in hearing some music this week, um, come out and say hi. I'll be at the uh, Poetry Jazz Cafe tonight with uh, Jake Kaufman in Kensington Market and uh, back at the Rex for two more weeks with my trio uh, Wednesdays at uh, 6.30 p.m. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter, at Nate Hiltz, N-A-T-E-H-I-L-T-Z, and uh, my website's NathanHiltz.com. Yeah, I remember that interview. That was a great interview. Oh man, I love interviews like that. I hope that happens to me one day. I hope I piss someone off. <laughs> tuner, guitar, fucking some uh, stupid name that you can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Works though. I had one guitar tuner, but I get these embarrassing notifications like, um, you haven't, you haven't tuned in seven days. <laughs> Are you saying <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know that I have a, I have a real tuner too. Yeah. Oh, that's great, man. I just get that, and then I got the ones from Duolingo, like you're, you're out of practice in French this week. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you're drinking too much. The yeah, robots are like watching us now. Yeah. They're making sure that we're, we're living right. Yeah. Sam, you need some fruits and vegetables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let the cat out. So, how you doing, Sam? Pretty good. Good to see you, man. Likewise. Nice uh, basement. Thanks. Yeah. It's usually uh, a little more put together but <laughs> mm. and we also have uh, Betty the Siamese cat mm-hmm. is our our, th- our special second guest today. Can you get a rouse out of her? Say something Betty <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. This I think it's her first time on the podcast. Yeah. Oh. oh beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> All I heard was a So uh how's guitar? Good, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, what are you, what have you been up to? Uh, it's got a little busier last week with some last minute things. I was joking mm-hmm. that waiting for the phone to ring worked for once, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and then I, I've had some time off, I mean, for better or worse, but the, I've been practicing a bunch in that time, which has uh-huh. been nice. And you've been back and forth between Montreal and Toronto? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and I had some good gigs there too. I did, I've been trying not to say no to anything there while I'm here so that I can keep some connections going there. I'm, yeah, and the same thing, I mean, even when I'm there full-time, which I was most of last year, trying to keep some stuff up here, and usually, I mean, as long as I break break even or something, it's worth it for keeping up uh, connections and just playing. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and have you been uh, doing your own thing, or kind of sideman stuff? Or? It's mostly sideman stuff in the last little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of get on, uh, I've had a few different ideas, I've been writing some stuff, I did a lot of trio stuff, but I've been writing some stuff with... Uh, the horn in mind, so I need to book some things, like, or else I'll write all this music and then it'll sit on the stand for too long. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, why don't we just get right into it and play a tune yeah. right away. Uh, what did you want to start with? Um, do you want to do I'm Old Fashioned? I do. Yeah. <laughs> F, I assume? Yeah. Alright. Great. Oh, and just so everyone knows, um, Sam is going to take the melody on each tune and the first solo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're on there? Yeah. Yeah. One, two, one, two, three, four. Thank you. 
Sound. You're playing a Telecaster with a with a humbucker in it, and we all know who did that. I had to really embarrassingly tell Ed that at some point. He said, he "said Oh, so you're still playing guitar?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "What are you What are you playing?" And I said, oh, "I'm not just sucking up, but I've got a Tele with a humbucker." Ah, <laughs> and what did he say? He said, "Oh, that's nice." Like, I think he was, he was very complimentary, yeah. and yeah, man, oh, a few words, obviously, but very cool, <laughs> very cool. So, um, yeah, what what have you been working on on the guitar lately? What's been uh, What's been your focus? Uh, it's been nice uh, having a lot of. I've had a lot of. I've had probably a little too much time on my hands, but enough time to work on some stuff uh, practicing wise. It's nice to be able to warm up a bit and, and keep sort of the technique thing flowing, but um, uh, we were talking about that a bit earlier, just technique stuff. And, and just working on sort of chops. Like, I try to mean, try to get the technique thing happening in a lot of ways. I mean, like playing um, up tempo things, because that's often a struggle for me. And I can often. I mean, you can play Cherokee at 300, but then I think, okay, can I play a scale eighth notes at 300 and it's like half the time it's like maybe not so I've been trying to work on sort of filling in some gaps because mm -hmm. I've always loved sort of more of a legato style but I don't want to use that as a cop-out ever either mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and so um yeah w what does technique mean to you well I guess I try to sort of cover all the bases because I've, I've thought about that that very question too I mean like like um so I, I do stuff like uh you know with scales like working on things slowly um, which I think helps the legato thing like you're working on it slowly and then working up to playing faster and um, there's a million exercises like that, but doing things with the metronome, you know, playing one beat per click, and then two, and then three, and then four, and then five. Mm -hmm. And then you also to access interesting things, because, I mean, when you're, when you're working on the fives and the sevens there, I mean, sometimes it feels really normal, and sometimes it's a good way to kind of hear different subdivisions, too. Um, and so the things you actually are playing, um, might they be uh, patterns of a certain number, like... Or well, is this I'll do, uh, linear I'll do it, type scale things? I guess I'll do, I'll do it either way, like either with the scale, just letting it sort of sit where it sits, and that can be really hard to try and group it if you're doing a weird grouping. Or um, there's one I got from David Acapinti that's like the, where you're adding a, like, so you're like one, it's like, like a... He taught me that too. I think yeah. he, when I took lessons, I <laughs> think he got and, that yeah. from Reg Schwager, actually. Okay, I that, think that might yeah. have been Reg's original thing. Okay. Right, so a chromatic scale or anything. Yeah, doing those, and then with the with the major scales and, and more, you know, with like uh, seven note scales, then um, then sort of just, I guess, um, yeah, it's a fine line, like making it sound making it sound smooth, but also, you know, sometimes you're cramming the square peg in the round hole or whatever the expression is. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. And um, how do you see the guitar? Like, is the guitar a five-position thing for you, or do you reach into other sort of layouts? Or I guess I'm I'm pretty visual with it, um, which which I think I think is kind of unique in some ways to me, for better or worse, because I have my own share of unique issues too. But I mean, uh -huh, with, uh, yeah. but I mean with like uh, I think I'm I'm kind of lucky to have because I I know um, I used to always think of like I would just walk around and hear lines and think you know like of some unfathomable, unsingable thing. And then at some point I thought, okay, this is stupid. Like, just get, like, you know, sing things you can play. So for a while I was, when I was starting out, I would, I would kind of just think of really simple little things. But then I started to get into more complicated things, but I always try to visualize them. So I find that really helps because if I'm walking or I'm on the subway or something, I can think of a line often and just sort of picture where it would be. And I might not be able to get home and play it really fast or something, but it's like, mm -hmm. so I think I'm pretty visual with it. And that helped me a lot with, um, like, I think my reading used to suck, and I used to not know where the notes were in the middle. And that was, I mean, it's a classic guitar player thing, but that persisted for way too long for me. So I, um, so like, um, I think that that kind of helped in some ways, though, actually, just coming up, I'd have to come up with different fingerings because I'd be mm -hmm. incompetent. So now I think, now I think that it helps me be a little bit 
creative sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is there a line that you've been working on lately that... Uh, Anything that you can... Uh... No, I'm trying to think. Not much in particular. I mean, I'm doing some triad things like uh, um, like trying to get wider. Well, and then certain things, yeah, things from this guy, Tim Miller, um, that I got... I was recently with a guitar player friend in Ottawa, and he, he showed me some things from Tim. So, I mean, I heard this one thing he was doing with this uh, playing... Um, and kind of going down. Uh, and then I think he, re like, resolves it somehow, but it's a... Uh, you know, just just things like that. So that was that was all kind of just triads moving down, yeah, open open voice. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was trying to do it diatonically, like um, like go through. Ah. And it's etc. And it's kind of it's cool because it gets you thinking wider intervals. And even if you're not gonna always play like that, it's sort of a good challenge. And I was doing that kind of economy style too, but I've never been one of those guys to. I've never been super specific about that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm like you. I, I don't really think about the pick too much. But yeah. lately I've been trying to. I think that might be important. Yeah, it's, well, it's tricky. That's, that's another thing with technique. I mean, I find I... I was realizing I had the same chops with my fingers, even though I thought I was I had good pick technique. And the reason I had the same chops with my fingers was... I mean, I used to work on that a lot more, but was because I think it was so much left-hand stuff, which is great. And I still love the legato thing, but it's like I want to I wanna balance it out a bit, even off the playing field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. huh. Cool, man. Yeah. Um, so... Me, Let's see here. Can you show me what what do you mean by legato? Like you're, it's just hammer-ons and pull-offs, basically. So you're yeah. trying to execute music that you hear or ideas that you have yeah. with uh, hammer-ons and pull-offs as much as possible. Is that well, sort that of? was sort of what, that was what always what I was most drawn to, I guess. But I but I've been trying to fill in the gaps a little bit lately. So if I'm playing like a faster, um, you know. Uh, Just something. I mean, that's kind of just a sort of bebop -be stuff in B flat. But I, um, but I find like you know, I was trying to figure out because I could play like you know. But then if I tried to play like you know, I'd be like I'd be messing it up. So if yeah, I, so I was trying to yeah. sort of even in the. And the reason I was messing it up is because I don't. I wouldn't play if if I would never play that either on a blues or whatever. But if that was my lick was just a scale, like I would probably. Like I could play that. And I could do that pretty fast just with because I was adding in the hammer-ons and you know. And, and I've always been like I've always been a little more drawn to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean I listened to the the podcast with Ted a couple of weeks ago, and Ted was one of the first people to. He said that to me. He said something like, "Because um, he's so legato with the way he plays." Oh, yeah. But I, but yeah. he said something to me like, "You know, oh well, you know, I, I've worked on being able to pick those notes too." And I was I mean it's kind of like duh in retrospect, but at the time I was like, "Oh wow!" Like because <laughs> right, like, right, uh, right. yeah, because you don't I don't want it all to sound like or you know whatever. But I. Uh, but I like the aesthetic of kind of more, uh, yeah, more legato stuff as opposed to picking every note. If I because it's mm -hmm. low tempos, I could pick every note, but I don't really want to. So mm -hmm. cool the balance. <laughs> so I was wondering how how would you define your style, uh, or or what you want your style to be, or like wh how would you if you had to explain what your style is, or, or what would you say? I guess uh, it's not it never ends up being as deliberate as I want it to be, but um. But I, I mean, you mentioned the Canadian thing earlier, and I, I really liked that. I mean, when I when I got out of high school, like I was fortunate enough to start playing really early. So I, you know, I, I grew up with guys like Ted and Reg Schwager and you know David Acapinti, and I sort of tried to get, you know, take what I could from everyone at an early age. And then I remember moving. I moved to Boston right after high school for a year, and and I remember being there and hearing a lot of um, hearing a lot of a lot more American guys, and and think, you know, trying to get more into that. I'd visited New York a million times because the bus was really cheap, and mm -hmm. and trying to go. Um, I sort of tried to get get into more of the American thing. I don't think I was really revolting against anything Canadian, but I, I kind of I just thought like um, I remember just kind of thinking there's a whole untapped you know like world down there. I mean not untapped, but I mean I just thought like uh, if I add some of that, then I come up here and play one you know Ben Monder voicing, and everyone goes, "What's that?" You know, as opposed yeah. to like uh, yeah, growing up true. with others. So true. I so I really tried to sort of get into more of that realm of things. But then coming, I came back after that and was at Humber, and I really. Um, I really started to come, sort of embrace the the Canadian thing again, and I, I think I'd like to someday really, because it's a really unique tradition, especially in Toronto, and, and I mean it comes from a lot of guys. I was talking about this with Kirk McDonald in Montreal a couple months ago, like about um, you know, just saying there's like there's like it's Sonny Granich and uh, Ed Bickert, and you know there's a guy, other guys like like uh, Nelson Simons, like like guys like there's a lot of people up here that have really unique stuff going on. That I mean, unfortunately, just, I think maybe because of the way things are advertised here, like it doesn't necessarily always reach the states. So, mm -hmm. so I mean, I think it's a really, I think it's really unique. If I, you know, I don't necessarily picture my. I'd like to get over to Europe at some point for a bit and spend some time in other places. But I'd like to always maintain that mm -hmm. Canadian thing because that's really neat. I mean, in the like the, 
I forget. It used to always be, whenever I did an audition somewhere in the States, like, you know, I'd usually get received fairly well, but there's always some, like, you know, oh, that, like, you know, how's that bigger doing? Or what's, like, the, there was always, like, people always kind of knew, but they didn't really know any of the inside uh, right, right. scoop. And then the last time I went down was a couple months ago, and did an audition, it was, um, first thing they asked about was Rob Ford, so I thought, oh, no, like, oh, it used to be Ed. Of course they did, yeah, of course they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. that's great. Yeah, there is a really cool tradition of uh, guitar mm. in Canada, you know, and it, and I think there is a, a sound and a relationship, you know. Mm. And, but I mean, who could have predicted someone like Sonny Greenwich? Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. it's just it's kind of interesting that these people uh, appeared mm. in this place, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool. Uh, well, why don't we uh, let's play another tune? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about waltzes. Uh, I don't want to catch you off guard, but you know, some time ago, or some time ago, yeah, I do. Yeah. Some time. It's been a little while. But uh, let me see, it's been a minute. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Is that the melody? Where's the melody, sir? On the fifth, uh, the, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I should be good. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully. No uh, feline interrupt us this time. <laughs> oh, Betty. <laughs> she decided she wanted to talk and bring her little toy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe around here, yeah. Mm. I do go a little bit up from <laughs> uh, one, two, three, and two, Thank mm -hmm. you. 
because mm. there seems to be a lot of stuff going on with your chord I was going to say, that's another thing I've been practicing too, but I haven't, uh, the technique is less, less what I, yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. No, I've done a lot of stuff, um, like I just wrote this, as part of the master's thing I'm doing at McGill, I wrote the, this book, I mean, and I, I keep, I'm living loath to call it that because everyone's asking for a copy, and I don't know, I'm not really comfortable, uh, it's like I want to edit it a bit and then maybe charge a bit, but I don't know, uh, it's sort of all in flux, but, but in the book I went, um, like originally, I just thought about talking about a few things. I mean, I thought kind of just four note voicings and how to come up with a million from one little shape. Mm -hmm. um, and I've done a lot of stuff with that, like, I mean, the kind of inversions of uh, one, three, five, seven, um, like those kind of. Like, and then, and then all the sort of permutations of that, which has been in around. Terms for of string set, you mean? Uh, or, well, in terms or you of, mean uh, how like the, the actual all the voicings yeah, so from those four notes? One, three, five, seven, one, five, right. seven, three, all the. Right, yeah, right, and right, there's. Right. There's different ways. I mean, there's the drop system, like, but I that always kind of confuses me. Although I should probably learn because it's an easier way to to name it. But I know. Yeah. I mean, Ben Monder had just a sheet of it, and I think David Acapendi took that and organized it differently, but it was still cool. Right. And then I, I've seen it. There's a lot of different ways of approaching that, but that sort of started the whole idea for this little book where I was going to take that and then maybe work it up to like six note voicings, and I had a few different ideas for that, like in terms of uh, taking existing note or voicing and adding notes and stuff. But then I just thought, um, I, you know, why not go start start with like, uh, start with like three note voicings and go all the way up. And then I thought, well, why not start with two note voicings? And then, mm. you know, I left out the one note voicings, but, uh, mm. <laughs> but I was, uh, so I, I mean, in this book, I was talking about this, the, the two note chords, like, you know, just like a uh, third and seventh. And I thought, you know, that's kind of an important way to start, but I've always, but I, cause I mean, they used to mess me up whenever I would, play big bands if I was trying to do um, you know like a Freddie Green style thing I'd be using these huge chords there and it doesn't really work for like you know whatever right, right, the, right, the clashy right. kind of voicing so I it actually helped like doing that and then adding sort of like add, make the other notes extraneous if you got the A minor these two notes and you can add those notes or you can add those notes or you can add those notes uh -huh. or like just trying to add different things and then um, and then all of a sudden you have four note voicings so, so I mean, I've worked on this a lot, and moving things around, like up and down various scales, has helped too. Like I've done a lot of that lately. That's because I find it sort of an easy enough thing to practice, but really rewarding. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I uh, yeah. So taking, I mean, for example, like like a f mm -hmm. and there's Ben Monroe had a really good way of organizing it, like saying you need to pick three intervals because there's four notes. So so he's saying you know, like say fourth. And I'll just do this because I've actually practiced this one. But I mean fourth and like fourth and then second. Uh, or sorry, fourth and sixth and second. So then you've got like, you know, starting on A, okay, there's a fourth, there's my sixth, there's a second, and then move that up, say C major, and all of a sudden it sounds kind of interesting, like. So even like on a tune that we just play, like it's kind of fun because you could sort of, I mean, I, I, I guess I always try to find ways to use this stuff creatively too, because that could be really, that could be really nerdy and interruptive. And you know, in the middle of a song to kind of be like trying to move it around. It's hard, these are all big chords, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you could, uh, whenever you're in C major land, like, you know, and each one of these could be a different voicing, so at the end of the tune, if you wanted to play, uh, you know, that, it's a bad example, it's got the fourth in it, but I mean, like all of a sudden it's a, uh, and so, so I mean, it's like, I, I like practicing that stuff really thoroughly, but I also, I'm kind of ADD and kind of lazy with it too, so I, I try to just like get as much as I can in a, in a short period of time. So, you know, if I take that voicing, okay, that's kind of a cool one, maybe I'll use that. That's kind of cool, but it's got the fourth, so I'll make the fourth a, a sharp eleven, and then all of a sudden I've got another one. Like, so you might play through the scale, but then pick out a few that you feel are yeah. useful, and then those might be the ones that stick with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I've done you know done a lot of things because I mean it all started with 
I think that was actually Ted again showed me these the fourths. That was one of the first things I learned, like sort of chord voicing wise, was like the fourth. Uh, oh yeah, and and a lot of guitar players know that, and, and uh, well, piano players sure do too. But but then I mean, so combining like yeah, that one actually works well with the other. So if, if like moving combining two shapes with the scale, so then you get like um, I don't ah. explain that well enough, but so doing. Bunch of them, some work better than others. Like, but I mean, one of the reasons I used the fourths for that too was so I didn't have to learn another. Uh, you know, I figured like I always check the fourths if they sound nice because there's another one like uh, um, uh, I forget what the other. I had another one that worked nicely with the fourths. Uh, yeah, like I've actually got a secret fourths one. That, yeah. uh, it's my secret um, for especially comping for a sax player if you want to mm -hmm. make them start playing harder. Yeah, I do a fourth, fourth, seventh. Canadian too, I think. I mean, that's a lot of like. That's like, Lenny. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a Lenny sound. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mention him earlier. That's, that's somebody I definitely would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Say is. And I mean, guys, actually, Lauren showed me, not not that one, but um, but like just going across like fourth, 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 sixth, and then um. Yeah, actually, I taught a lesson to somebody in Montreal, and he was asking like, you know, what what do you know from like Lauren and from uh, Ed Bigger? He's naming all these Toronto names. Right, it's funny because right. even just five hours east of here, all of a sudden it's like, you know, this stuff that not as many people know. You know those names, and mm -hmm. but I mean, I remember one of the things Lauren that I showed this guy was like a that, and then taking the like going just whatever you have. Uh, yep. So it's yeah. kind of the same, yeah, the same yeah, idea. Same yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, it's very hip. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So um, you've studied a lot of different places, eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to, do you want to talk just about your career as a, a student, where you've kind of? Yeah. Well, I, I did. Um, uh, well, I guess I right out of high school, I went down to New England Conservatory and did. Um, a year there, which was really cool. I mean, it was neat to live elsewhere too. I mean, I did that five-week camp at Berkeley, right oh, yeah. in the middle of I think grade eleven or something, grade eleven or ten. But I, I sort of made up my mind I wanted to go to the states after that, you know. And then, um, and then I visited. I had a good friend down there. I saw a bunch of times. I would visit, you know, the different cities, and, and I kind of like I was trying to already sort of establish myself down there while still in like high school. I mean, it's hard to like it didn't really work, but I, mm -hmm. but I was I loved being down and hanging out. So then when I went. When I did move to Boston, it was, um, I did a year at New England Conservatory and then, um, came back and it was really, it was expensive. It was a lot of different factors, but I, um, came back from there and then did, I thought, uh, cause I'd been offered, um, when I applied, I applied all over the place, a couple places in Europe and then New York and then Boston and NEC gave me a really good scholarship, which is why I ended up there. But Humber had also offered a good scholarship and said I could maybe do, um, since I'd done community music and had some background and other stuff, they said maybe I could do, um, four years condensed into three. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think it's kind of tricky to do that. I mean, I know a few people who did tried to do it, and it was really hard. Like, or you have a really busy year. So I thought maybe if I came back after my first year in Boston, I could do three years into two. But it was right. getting it got it was a little ridiculous. I mean, because I had one year. You're supposed to be in twelve or thirteen credits, and I was in twenty five or something. Oh, and it was just. God. I mean, oh. at the time, I didn't register. Like, I usually just kind of take things as they come. And at the time, I was like, oh, I'm pretty busy, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Such is life. And then and then somebody was looking back at it in the future. Going, was I insane? Like so. Did that, and then because I was doing so many of those, I messed up a couple, uh, I guess it was a couple electives. I forget if I, there were a couple I flunked at some point, but there was there was something I messed up. So I ended up doing one semester of just just the electives. So a victory I, lap is what yeah, they call that. But yeah. it, was, it was because I tried, to, I basically did everything in two years except for those. So I had one semester of that, and the next semester, I knew I was going to do a master's somewhere, but I didn't know where, and I had about six months in between because right, right. I'd done all the electives. So then I was, I was around Toronto just kind of figuring out what to do and I got some teaching work which was really nice mm -hmm. and it was kind of nice like I took some time off and I don't usually do well with time off like I find mm -hmm. if I have too much time on my hands I'm productive for a little while and then settle into a I don't know binge tv watching and god knows what but um so then after that I ended up uh, I went to McGill and I'd applied to a few other places too but I they seemed like a nice fit in, Mont in Montreal and um they offered me some good money and everything and, and I really mm -hmm. liked that city too and I thought, you know, I was joking for a while too. Like I think uh, I know a lot less about French than I do about chord voicings too. So I thought it'd be a good chance to learn uh, mm -hmm. learn another language and try to get into that, which I've been working on a bit. But and uh, yeah. like as a player and an artist, um, how do you like living in Montreal? Like you've lived yeah. in a few different places. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So what's your perspective on that? Well, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's and I like sort of collecting collecting cities too. I mean, it's kind of neat to see what what, what the scenes like in different places. But I like. Um, 
It might be. I find a lot of the time, uh, and maybe, I mean, I've only been there a year, so maybe someone will correct me on this, but I, I mean, I think, like, I think to me it seems like in Toronto there's a jazz crowd that comes out to jazz gigs, you know, mm-hmm. and, and in Montreal it's more of, uh, there's less of that and more of just a sort of artsy crowd that wants to go do artsy stuff. So you go, you have your gig and maybe some guys want to come in for a drink on the way home from like the art gallery or something, whereas in Toronto it's like someone's actually going to know that you're playing the pilot 3.30 to 6.30 and they know exactly what... Uh, so I find there's maybe a little more, um, I find maybe the art thing is ingrained a little more in the culture there, even if, um, you know, but I find it maybe a little more American here in that there's like the actual kind of jazz is jazz. People come out at like night, um, you know, to hear stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I, but, but I, I like that. I mean, I think it's a good fit there. Like the city's a little smaller, but yet there's a lot of clubs and things and they don't all pay scale or whatever, but it's, uh, you know, it's neat. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I hate that when, uh. I find in Toronto often uh, when I start setting up people, in the, there's always a couple in the club that starts looking a little nervous. Then you start playing yeah. and they run off. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's really nice playing for, I mean, it sounds like it's not rocket science, but it's really nice playing for people that aren't just, you know, the people you brought out. Like, it's nice. Um, mm-hmm. That happened a couple times last, I mean, one was like, one was a gig. I was here for about a month and a half. I came back to Montreal for another thing. And there's a couple of great places. Like, I mean, Upstairs is a great venue, and uh, Cafe Resonance is a good one, too. And Resonance, they had this thing, um, like, there's often, uh, like, it's often kind of, you got to bring out some of your own crowd. But, mm-hmm. but you know, people come in off the street, and it's nice. So there was actually, I'd never done that before, but I played there, and there was a, there was a huge crowd of just people that, you know, came in. So it was really nice. Like, often, I think it's because it was a Friday night, too. I've usually done weeknights there, mm-hmm. and that was really nice. Mm-hmm. And at Upstairs, that happened, too, where it's like, um... You know, I didn't really know anyone, but there was reservations on every table, and it was, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I like that. Cool. cool. Yeah. So, um, have you been writing much lately? Uh, on and off, actually, a little more recently. I mean, the, the, the McGill thing is very, they, they stress the composition a lot, so I was, I was working on it a lot then, and it's funny, because I found then I would have an assignment and kind of put it off or something, and then, and then now that I have a lot more time on my hands, it's like, I've been writing tunes because I want to write tunes, mm-hmm. you know, but, the, but that was actually a really nice exercise, too, there, having, like, a deadline, too, because it's... I find it hard, but I, yeah, I've been getting into a little more stuff, a lot of stuff for like, uh, I don't know if I want a horn or voice or what, but I, stuff that's not, um, like I think I wrote a lot of trio stuff just as a cop-out so that I could, uh, Guitar so that I could play up my, myself, yeah. yeah, so I could play up myself and then learn my part and then bring it in and have those guys accompany, whereas the horn stuff, it's kind of a neat way to write because you have to hear another line against whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so is composition an important part of... Uh, yeah, I think Free, it. Important. Yeah, I think it is, but I also have to book. I mean, I have to book a gig, or I have to have a session to play, and I have to like, I have to have a reason to. I mean, because I don't, I don't usually just write just for me. I mean, I, I do, but then I, those are not usually the tunes I finish, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A deadline always helps. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it's good to set up gigs so that you have something. You it's a great motivator to try mm-hmm. to create something. You know, yeah. and I'm a last minute kind of guy too. I'll yeah, be writing the tune the day of the gig and be like, yeah. let's do it, let's do it. You know? Well, and things like I mean, I have a recital coming up, and that that really, I like the idea of writing for that. Although I get neurotic about this stuff too. I mean, I I was writing something to, or no, I, I was thinking about one of my ideas is maybe doing some string quartet stuff for the recital. But then I I thought you know the other day I had an idea for something like that, and I thought I should just start the string thing. But I thought. No, if I'm going to be doing a recital and, you know, it's going to be four months down the road, like, I don't want to write it too early or else I'll hate it by then. Or, you know, it's like it's easy to sort of psych yourself out a bit with that kind of stuff. Right, right. But it's a nice sort of deadline goal thing. Mm -hmm. And sort of what kind of sounds have you been exploring with your compositions? Like, uh, I I feel like I've heard you play odd meter things before. I've seen uh, one of your charts that had a lot of, uh, like, parallel chords, like... uh, it was like mm-hmm. C over D, but the actual triads against, the, you know, it was Yeah, very, well, I've had uh, different, I mean, it's funny, this stuff's all on my stand from a house concert that I did a little while ago, but I have, I mean, different things. I've been exploring some, uh, some counter, or, um, uh, contrafacts, like that's, is the tune I wrote for the cat that was, uh, oh. <laughs> based on Along Came Betty, and I, you know, for, I was trying to make it, because I found with the contrafact stuff, I could sort of write them in, you know, 20 minutes in like a bus stop or something, but then I would mm-hmm. sort of tweak them till they sound half decent. But I really like that aesthetic because usually I was used to laboring over something for a long time and I like to have intricate stuff. So, I mean, the tune there, the one called Saint Laurent, that was, that's the one I think that it's got, it's one of the ones anyway with this, some of these two triad things like, uh, like, but that's, wow. this whole thing came from like a, it was like a pattern, um, I had, it was like a finger picking sort of pattern in 11-8. So I had the idea, like I wanted to write a really nice, um, quote unquote, but melody in in eleven. So the whole melody is kind of a, 
tried to hear the time without it, but but mm-hmm. but um, but I like that idea too because I've done a lot of um, Brad Shepik in Boston had ta- mm-hmm. taught talked about playing standards in eleven eight, and mm-hmm. and it was really cool, but I never really got a chance to do it that much. So I thought if I could write a tune that's where the melody is just kind of simple, like it's not like all intricate eleven eight except what I'm doing with the right hand kind of is, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like I love those kind of tunes, but then that one takes a lot of rehearsal to play, so it's it's really refreshing when I write the. For me, anyway, when I write the things that are like little contrafact or little, try try to write lead sheets and things. I mean, mm-hmm. and I find it always takes you in different places. Like I tried to write a, I wrote a blues with some wacky changes recently, and it's like a twenty-four bar thing in three, and it was my quote-unquote shot at a lead sheet tune, and it still ends up just kind of three uh-huh. stabs, and it was seven pages long. Oh, and I thought, this yeah. is insane. Like I, I right, right. <laughs> so do you find uh, your compositions uh, influence the way you play the guitar? Yeah, I think I think so, and and. Um, and it affects, like, I mean, it's, like, different kind of harmonic language I really like, too. Um, I think it affects the way, like, over standards and things I play, too, because I don't always re- go go back to sort of necessarily bebop vocabulary or something, but when the, yeah, when you got a chord like that, like, you're not going to play, uh, you know, your, your, I don't know, half What is that chord? Well, that was, so that one's, it's actually, I spelled it out, D, E flat over D, like, but the two triads, like, so. E flat triad over D triad. Yeah, so there's the E flat and, and you mix the D up a little bit. No, no. So it's, it's actually, it's pretty, that one's actually pretty, um, that's another thing I worked on for, for chord voicings we were talking about earlier, like, is trying to play the two triad voicings on guitar, and apparently Vic Juris has a book out with all those, which I'd like to see, because he's played a lot with Liebman and uh, Berganzi, oh, and sure. so he knows, like, I, I'm sure he got some of that stuff from them, which is what I, in Boston, Berganzi was talking about those, like, because, I mean, in his book he's got all that, like, two triads, so that was the minor ones, but then he was talking about playing those to the two at the same time, so then, like, that's the, the C-sharp minor, and that's the D minor. So, and then his example, too, which I liked, was, um... <laughs> it was kind of... Yeah, that works. So it's good, and, um, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to figure out those, because they're, they're hard in some ways, because you have to figure out a way to voice them, but they're easy in other ways, because you only got six strings and six notes, so it's like, figure it out. <laughs> so it's restricted, yeah. restrictive in a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some things defy, like, a real systematic approach on the guitar, like, mm-hmm. you find that it's just one way to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I love systems. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I want it to be yeah, systematic. Yeah. I want it to just be like bam, 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 bam. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you just have to relax yeah. with that tension, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Uh, well, you sound great, man. Well, it's really nice it's to play, play with you finally. I don't think we've ever... Have we played together before? Maybe on a jam session or something? Yeah, I think. One time? No, I've been out to Joe Mama's, but I think that's, that's usually one at a time. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Huh. Cool. Well, uh, why don't we just play another two? Okay, yeah. yeah. Hopefully not that 11-8 no, one, okay. uh, with the yeah, stack yeah. triads. I would yeah. need uh, a few months with that. <laughs> um, hmm. What about Stablemates? That's a Great tune. <laughs> nice. I was thinking, that's based on Along Came Betty. That's where my... Then I think Benny Golson and then I think... Yeah. We won't get into that. Some free association. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah. I was playing a game uh, with a friend last night where we took a movie title and then and I give him a movie title and he'd make up what the movie was about and then we'd look and see the actual what it actually was about. Yeah. It's very yeah. fun. Very fun. <laughs> you wanna do that right now? Uh yeah. Yeah? Oh <laughs> yeah. How about okay, um Um I th- let me just make sure I get the name right here. <laughs> so wait, you're gonna give me the description? I'm gonna give the, you the yeah. title of a movie. Yeah. And that hopefully you haven't seen. Right. Oh, and then you the have to yeah, tell me yeah. what that movie is about. <laughs> okay. The March of the Fireflies. <laughs> have you seen this? No. No? I'm thinking, like, uh, it's a sequel to March of the Penguins. But <laughs> 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 on a macro level. Um, huh. I think it could be either a documentary or something on etymology or... Um, or, or it could be completely metaphorical, right? It the, could be. The fireflies or the demons in his father's past or something. It's like There you go. There you go. See? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's about like uh, Japan in World War II and a small family growing okay. up or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. I can, know, I can also cut that part out if you like. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the cat. We can edit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, stable mates. Yeah. Yeah, wherever you want it. Yeah, up but not too up. <laughs> nice. I want to, I want to.
I don't know if he's come around, but, but he said, um, but it was a really funny moment because your boy, it must have been early in the morning or something, or maybe late at night at the Emirate or something, but it was, uh, he's going, you know, it's really hard, I find, playing on all those, you know, two fives going, you know, two fives going down, like, you know, because you gotta, there was like a pause, and we both at the same time was like, go up. Right. Contrary motion. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's fun, like, uh, forcing the melody to go one direction while the yeah. chords go another way and letting the melody do mm -hmm. it do whatever it wants yeah, right? yeah that's a fun little game to play on the guitar visually too yeah yeah, fun, yeah you know no that's a nice yeah it's funny it's like the... all right i don't know <laughs> yeah great man all right oh, thanks <laughs> 